Kalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting. Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat. Christmas will be green and bright. The sun to shine by day and all the stars. It is 7.06. You're listening to This Morning on 6.30, Ched. Uh, I'm Stacey Bratzel. Daryl McIntyre, he is, well, he's probably got his feet up somewhere. He's probably still curled up in bed on Vancouver Island with his family taking a couple of weeks off. And he will be back in the new year. Well, there is a, a new member of the Edmonton Police Commission. And we've got lots of questions to ask her. She's also a city councillor. Yesterday, just as an update, uh, Morgan pretty much gave you uh, some of the headlines uh, in the news. Police and uh, the city and a human rights group reached an agreement yesterday that will see eight encampments taken down that are considered a public safety risk. A lot of rules in place before they can dismantle them. Uh, We're going to talk about that and we're also going to talk about her new role with Joanne Wright, city councillor and newest member of the Edmonton Police Commission. Thanks for joining us in studio, Joanne. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right. Police Commission, for people who don't know what that is, what is it and what will your role on the commission be? Well, actually, I, I don't think a lot of people are aware of what the police commission does. It's sort of the the buffer between city council and and the police service um, to avoid any sort of that political interference. So the commission was established through um, the Provincial Police Act, and what we do, uh, or what the commission does, is oversee uh, what the police do. Uh, city council funds them, um, but then the police commission is the oversight. So it's to buffer political interference, but yet there's a politician on the board. Well, we do have uh, members of council appointed. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, actually also something that is that is being reconsidered as well at this, you know, and, and we'll in the new year maybe uh, debate that in council. But so we've got uh, six members, public members of the police commission. Um, the province has appointed three members and then we've got uh, two city councillors. All right. Do things like encampments come up in the commission? Um, not in the, the few um, commission meetings that I've attended. Um, I haven't heard a lot about encampment specifically, um, but I'm sure that's something that's going to be coming up in the new year. Well, it's coming up right now. Yes. Uh, in the news, uh, everyone's talking about it. I'm sitting in restaurants and people beside me are, are talking about encampments in their neighbourhood and seeing tents where they hadn't before. Uh, obviously, over the weekend, a lot of people really upset over the um, dismantling of about 130 encampments around the city deemed high risk. And it's it seems like there, there's, there was just no plan in place to put these people anywhere. What, what was your reaction when you heard this story? Well, shocked because, um, yeah, we were, I think, made aware of it. Or at council, we were made, made aware of it um, through news. I believe the mayor's office was contacted on Thursday evening about the eight, eight encampments that, that do impact, I think it's about 130 houseless uh, Edmontonians. And, you know, these are our neighbours that maybe have fallen on hard times, have mental health concerns, um, and we do seem to have uh, more of a more of an issue of it here at Edmonton. We've got surrounding uh, institutions where people are being released out into the community uh, without any options for them. Uh, we've been promised, I think, 1,800 shelters, uh, shelter spaces from the province. Um, that's yet to fully materialize. And um, But I think we need to address the underlying issues um, uh, for these people, whether it is mental health, whether it is addictions and... 
So why weren't plans in place to, to, to have shelter space for all of these people? And it seemed like it was done really, really quickly. And it just sort of wanted to clean it up maybe before Christmas. But, but you know, the social agencies are saying, we didn't even know about this. So why weren't they contacted? Why, weren't, why wasn't there a process in place? And I'm not sure what the the process was that the that the police service took. Um, I know we were talking encampments back in August because we didn't want to be at this point again, you know, another winter. Luckily, we're we're mild at this point um, as far as our forecast goes. But um, we were talking about it back in August. We thought we had made arrangements uh, with the province to provide for these shelter spaces, but like I said, not not all of them have materialized. And some of the shelter spaces. Um, people feel unsafe or they can't bring their pets or they can't bring their belongings. Um, so it's not necessarily adequate shelter space. So what are we going to do about that? Well, we've been advocating for the province or uh, to the province for um, to not, not only increase shelter space, but also help with um, the housing situation at Edmonton. So looking at more of those uh, supportive and transitional um, housing as well. Uh, I should have set you up with some headphones. Maybe we'll get that happening because there was a... Hold on two secs. We had Jordan Reinecker on uh, yesterday from Boyle Street Community Services and he said that there were choices to be made. And I know you talk about the province uh, funding them and... Um, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to get you plugged in with some headphones so you can hear what Jordan okay. has to say. Okay. Uh, but he says that the city's making choices... Uh, that maybe they they shouldn't, and and they, he does question the eight million dollars uh, given uh, to hire more police officers, uh, fifty police officers. So if we can put some headphones on Joanne so she can actually hear his clip, and, and we're just going to play what Jordan Reinecker from uh, Boyle Street Services uh, said yesterday on the show. And the, the there was just an announcement of eight million dollars for fifty more police officers, largely to deal with homelessness and encampment issues. Uh-huh. And that eight million dollars would allow us to house three hundred and fifty people for six months uh, in a transitional housing model. And so the money is there. We're just spending it in a particular way that is maybe less effective in terms of actually getting to the long-term outcomes we all want. And so, um, like I said, there are solutions. We've done this successfully in the past. Uh, I'm just not sure why we're not leaning on that expertise, that experience, uh, and doing similar things that we know will work. Is City Council making the right choices when it comes to this? Instead of hiring more police officers, There's, he, he just said that it's... 350 uh, shelter spaces for six months for some of the people who are living on the street? Well, that decision for the 50 police officers was the province. Mm-hmm. Um, although I am i don't know how that's going to materialize, we're already in a recruitment um, issue with the police. Um, vacancies of about 96, um, the last reporting that I've had. So we still have to fill those 96 officer positions and then and then the 50 um, that the province is providing. So I do agree with Jordan that um, maybe those funds could be better used uh, for that housing. We've, you know, we've done some rapid housing initiatives over the past couple of years um, through the federal government. They've provided about 76 million. Uh, the city's put in about 35 million and the province has put in 11 million. So, you know, maybe there is more opportunity for us to partner with all levels of government. On the flip side, you know, we, we heard about a case of a man who was sexually assaulted walking by an encampment uh, just by McNally High School there on Roland Road and police say that they believe uh, the suspects were were part of the encampment nearby. You must be getting a lot of people calling in because, you know, you're in southeast Edmonton, that is your, your ward. 
but your area is not immune to this as well. Oh, not at all. I mean, um, yeah, we we do have calls for clearing of encampments. The city has a has an encampment response matrix. They look at the risk factors, um, and so I, I don't know why it has elevated to this stage. Um, you know, if if there has been a concern with criminal activity, you know, I'm I'm all for the police going in and arresting um, the that. Those, those criminal elements, and um, but I don't know if we need to displace everybody uh, from their homes. But going forward, is there a plan? And that is something um, that maybe through the police commission um, that I can find out some more information from the police service um, as to what their, their plans have been and, and what they are going forward. Are you looking at models of other cities, other jurisdictions that are, are dealing with this and, and maybe are doing a good job in terms of transitioning uh, people from encampments into more permanent housing? Well, I think our, 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 our housing team here at the city is actually one of the, one of the leaders uh, in Canada as far as you know, working with, with the, like I said, the feds, with the rapid housing initiatives and providing these. But it's not working, Joanne. I know. I've never seen it like this before, and I've lived here most of my life. I went to Calgary. I didn't, I didn't see it as bad as we have it here. And, and I think part of it is our uniqueness as far as, like I said, some of those institutions that are, you know, feeding in, mm-hmm. in people, um, releasing them. Um, the, uh, the feds have also come out now with, uh, I think it's Bill C-48, um, that will um, reduce the number of people coming out on bail. And so that's a step forward. Some of these things do need to change. All right. Can you stick around for just a bit? Sure. Uh, we're going to talk. <laughs> we're, you're really on the hot seat today. We're going to talk taxes. And, okay. ma- and maybe the 6.6, maybe it might come down. I, I don't know. I want to hear what you're hearing from your constituents. That's in two minutes. Okay. But what I really want to know is... I'm going to go my way. And I got to, got to know it. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat. Supported by Abe's Door Service with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. It is uh, 719 in the city of Edmonton and actually in the city of Calgary too and the city of Lethbridge, anywhere in the mountain time zone. Joanne Wright is a city councillor and the newest member of the Edmonton Police Commission and I'd like you to put on your city councillor hat now, uh, not just as a police commission member as well. Let's talk about this tax increase. People still talking about it on the street. What are people saying to you? I, I'm sure you're getting emails and phone calls, and and I have gotten a, a few. Um, it people are concerned. Everybody's uh, has an affordable affordability issue these days, and and the city's not immune from it either. Mm-hmm. We've had you know utility costs goes go up. Um, so just trying to cover that, making sure that we have the services that that Edmontonians expect. So we have you know done expanded transit services. Um, we're continuing to to build roads. Uh, we've got the Twilliger Drive expansion, the Yellowhead um, as well. So making sure that you know we've got ways for for people to get around the city, and um, and making sure that our our services and programs remain affordable. So you know keeping fees low for our rec centers and um, so that people can enjoy the city. Yeah, but if people are, you know, tightening their belts at home, shouldn't the city have to maybe maybe take a sharper pencil and say this is this a is this a must 
have, or is this just sort of nice to have? Well, and with our budget deliberations last fall, um, that's what we tasked our administration to do, um, something that's called OP12. But what it was, it was to, to look at, at where we could cut some costs and um, use those funds then for some of the city priorities like transit. I know that some city councillors opened the door, or left the door open, if you will, that it could get smaller, the tax increase, 6.6% right now. Um, when would that happen and how will that happen? Well, that'll come uh, in the spring with our, our final sort of budget adjustments and uh, approval of the, the mill rate. And um, so at that time, that's when it'll be determined whether it'll be 6.6, um, whether it might be higher, might be lower, and the, the final decision will be made at that time. And like I said, at that time as well, we should also have some of the, um, some of the operational funding that maybe we can reallocate to. Um, to either taxes or to, to services. Uh, let's, you know, we're, we're heading into the, the final days of 2023. What are your priorities in 2024? What do you want to really focus on? What are, what are your constituents saying? Well, what I'm hearing from constituents is they do want to maintain the services. They want to have the amenities that um, some of the other neighborhoods have as well. Um, being a, a developing area, um, we've got you know shortage of, of park amenities, um, transit. Um, we've got cut costs, but give me more. That's right. Yes, and so it is a tough balancing act. That um, so one of the things that we've done um, is with our zoning bylaw renewal. Um, so that'll that'll help to increase uh, density. Uh, in some of uh, the other more mature neighborhoods. And, and that was a tough fight, wasn't yes, it? Yes. There was a lot of people opposed to that. There was a lot of people opposed, but we also heard from many that were that were in favor of it, and they do see sort of the future of Edmonton moving forward. And um, I think also there's uh, another proposal of substantial completion. So reducing the amount of development in the newer areas mm -hmm. until such a time as we've, we've built up those amenities and, and that in, in some of the existing neighborhoods. Perfect. Thanks for joining us. Okay. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Joanne Wright, uh, City Councillor and has just been appointed to the Edmonton Police Commission. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Have, have some good time off. I will. If a politician is able to do that. You know, your phone call ring, your phone ring you get stopped at Sobeys. <laughs> You're like, Joanne, I need to talk to you about this. Does yeah. that happen to you often? Um, a little bit. Yes, it does. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the feedback. It is really good to hear. I'm married to a recovering politician and it still happens <laughs> to him today. So buckle up, Joanne. Okay. I appreciate your time. Thanks for the Merry advice. Christmas. <laughs>